if you believe the battle is won by the strong, you'll be surprised to learn that's all wrong. If you think the race is won by the fastest, you might just come in lastest. To place in this race, you've got to keep pace. So when the running gets rough and you've just about had enough, take a break and draft off us. Today, we're talking about how to win the endurance sports of business, ministry, and life. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. We're excited to be with you today, and we are excited for this topic, how to pace for your race. And it's perfect for for me and Jillian. It just so happens we are here on vacation. If you can see us on the YouTube, we're in a different location on the same screen in a hotel. So we've got some awesome things to get into about pacing for your race, like you said, Coach Tam, for business, for ministry, for life. So what's what's your first take on pacing for your race? Uh, well, I think that it's really important to recognize, especially for high achievers, that you can't go full out without experiencing burnout. So in order to prevent burnout sort of preemptively, I think it's very important to pace yourself at the rate of peace. As you say, pace, produce at the pace of peace. Pace of so, peace. The pace of peace. That's correct. So one of the things that I do just as by way of example is that anytime I have a launch or a speaking event or I'm producing a product, that's a time where you're kind of going full out, but I build in a treat at the end. I build in a little getaway, maybe a little ski trip or maybe a, a nature hike or or some kind of little getaway that's going to allow me to sort of recharge and rejuvenate. And I learned early on in doing this kind of ministry, this kind of public ministry, that it's really important to pull back. And we call that the slingshot principle. So when you pull back, it kind of looks like you're losing ground, but really it's positioning you to catapult further, faster, farther than you could before. So pace yourself, produce at the pace of peace. I love it. I love it, Coach Tam. I've got I've got a few things to share. I think some that are maybe a little more philosophical and and um because we probably have a lot of philosophical things to share. I want to give something like real practical, tactical that I do, that I've discovered that is really, really helpful. Because here's the thing with burnout and finding that that pace of peace. I think burnout, honestly, is like perhaps the number one threat to leaders. I think that's maybe the number one threat to leaders that causes a whole host of problems. I remember... Um, I loved NFL Network, all the old NFL stuff when I was a kid. And Vince Lombardi had a quote, fatigue will make cowards of us all. Fatigue will make cowards of us all. So you want to talk about moral failure, strategic failure, failure to finish the race. Fatigue 
will make cowards of us all. So if you don't prepare to pace for your race, if you decide not to take breaks, if you decide not to schedule vacations and schedule whatever kind of time you need, I think you're planning to fail. You know, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. I think it's totally foolish. So here's one thing that I've done that I think is, has been really helpful in, you know, kind of strategically planning uh, a business schedule, strategically planning a life schedule is I think we're so accustomed to like kind of like the corporate grind of these like four quarters in a year. You know, you got kind of like a, a 12 week quarter and then maybe you have like a week break and then we go right into another 12 week quarter and it's like quarter, 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 quarter and it's nonstop. So what we do at Kingdom Builders Academy, what I do with my own kind of life design is I do trimesters. I break it into thirds and I do three months on one month off. And instead of four quarters, I got basically three quarters. And maybe I'm not going to get like as much done in a given year, but I'll tell you the longevity and the consistency I think is like the name of the game. And if you can avoid those catastrophic failures strategically in your life, <laughs> because you're just going at a, at a healthier pace, that is going to make up for any, you know, seemingly lost ground in, oh, I've only got three quarters per year instead of four quarters per year. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome having basically, I got three chunks in the year instead of four. I think the four quarters is a recipe for burnout. So that's one thing I've done to facilitate a healthier lifestyle, business, ministry flow. Honey, what do you think? Love it. Oh, you did. Okay, so I was just, whenever I need something smart to say, I just go to Google. <laughs> so I went to, what did Google tell you? Because Google will tell you some dumb things too. It will. Choose wisely, darling. Um, so I went to Google A and I, it was funny. There was, um, funny is not the right word. We say funny when it's not even funny. It was interesting. There was this guy and his his business was helping people who are business owners help their executives, um, their executive leadership team prevent burnout. And it was called Sustainable Pace. And I thought it was really interesting because he has all these frameworks. And one of the things he was talking about and, and the word draft, uh, uh, Coach Tam, you you were saying in the intro there to our Kingdom Builders Academy podcast, draft off of us. Well, that was perfect because this guy talks about, he gives the analogy of like professional cyclist. And that's really the analogy I have in my mind of all of us, because he says, you know, we sometimes get really focused on burnout that we don't think about something called rust out. And I thought that was really good because he said, you know, when we think about pace, sometimes we tend to think that we're going at a um, continuous miles per hour, almost like we're in a marathon and we're we're running at, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten miles an hour and we're staying there. So he says, no, that is not the case. He said, you really should think about like how a professional cyclist when they're doing those, like how, what are the, what, how, how many miles do you think? Say some. Somebody Google it. Hundreds. What are, what's, is there a French one? There's like one in France. Tour de France. Tour de France with the name France in it. 
So how many miles did it go? And it's like over a series of days. So he was just talking about how there are times when they are going up hills where they are really pedaling hard and there's really that big push. But he says the thing is, is that when they come down, that they haven't, they don't stop. Like the engine doesn't stall. And he says, you know, and then he gives another analogy. I love analogies. I can't get enough of analogies. He says, think about an engine, even in like the most expensive sports car. If you parked that car for three or four months, what would happen to the engine? And he talks about rust out. And he says, so just be aware that the moral of my story is, folks, the goal is not to race really hard and like just burn hard and then stop and then rest. He said that the key to sustainability is the ebb and flow. And he said pushing is good for you, just like pushing is good for the engine of a car. It needs that. It was made for it. It was built for it. It's good to have those pushing seasons, those stretches where you're pushing, but that when we come down from that, that we're not putting ourselves in park, that that's not what's happening. And we were talking this morning about Kingdom Builders Academy. You know, when we come off of Kingdom Builders Live and we come off of a launch, we don't just stop cold turkey. Like our business doesn't come to a halt because we need to take a rest. So we said, make sure you understand that it's the ebb and flow of when to push hard. And then kind of when you're you're still pedaling, you're still in motion um, and the balance between the two, that that's what makes that pace of sustainability? Do we have something that's sustainable? And just recognizing sometimes we're really leaning in and then sometimes we're just pedaling to keep the, the business moving forward. And I thought that that was really good. Yeah, Are you going to say something that makes it sound even better? No, I, I want to I actually keep you, keep you in this since uh, we're on the same screen today. We're really going to share share the, the minutes because that, that reminds me of something that I don't think you had to Google this one, honey, but you talk about the difference between work-life balance and work-life integration, right? And that, that's kind of a similar thing. Like a lot of times, like we think, oh, I need to have work-life balance. It's almost like a hot topic, right? Um, work-life balance. I'm going to work and then I'm going to, you know, have my life. And when you're running a business, I don't know that it's actually that feasible. It's almost like a misnomer and a better, a better term is that work-life integration. Will you, can you speak to that about, you know, your work life is your personal life and your personal life is your work life? Just did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, he's right. Uh, but I would just, I didn't finish this. I just felt like I left it, but the rust out is important. And in this guy, I don't know his name on Google. You could look it up. He did say that it is really important that once you push hard, that you are, it is very important that your rest doesn't become rust. And I thought that was really interesting. He said, be really careful because that can be really difficult to get out of. And he did say what to do if you do get rust out, which maybe we can come back to. But do you know Coach Tam, who actually shared with me this concept of work-life integration that's like such a big oh, is that from coach tam no i'm t no <laughs> i'm i was gonna no i was gonna say do you know who do you know who because it's someone that she happens to really know well and that is our friend Susie orman um, Susie orman i love her um Susie Orman said to me that when she accepted that her work life 
was her personal life and her personal life was her work life that a lot of the stress that she carried in trying to balance it all went away and you know i think about a, per a person who is a perfect example someone else that we know and love is dr clarice fluid mimi to us and you know what she's she is a business person in real estate and she's also a business person in the ministry and i have been with with mimi dr clarice and and traveled with her and it's interesting because i was sitting in a hotel lobby and she had been speaking for three days and i just thought you know this is this is how she you know makes her living as well she travels and she delivers the word of the lord and she preaches and she teaches and i thought she's got to be exhausted and there we are sitting in the lobby and this you know random gentleman is walking through the lobby and uh we're, we're sitting there and he walks by and he's he sits down to near the checkout counter and she engages him in conversation without even thinking she starts asking him these questions about life and she goes right into delivering a prophetic word to him i see it in restaurants i see it in hotel lobbies i see it in parking lots i see it in ubers and i thought what a beautiful example of work-life integration that when you are doing something you love when you believe that this is the place that god has called you to out of that will flow this very uh maybe it's a holy pace or in holy ease where you know it flows naturally from you susie orman gets stopped everywhere 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 she goes people have questions they're seeking advice and do you know what it doesn't bother her it doesn't bother her one bit to share her knowledge to give her expertise her wisdom because her work life is her personal life and her personal life is her work life was there is that right yeah very nicely done you know you talked about um the the racing and sometimes when i'm out in colorado i'll see these guys paddling up a mountain and it just looks excruciating to me. I just I just think to myself, my God, they're in such good shape. They're going to live forever. But if I had to do, do that, honestly, I think I would rather die early. Like it just it just looks it just looks so difficult. Um, I, you know, I wanted to add something too on this on this idea of of resting versus rusting. I was I was reading earlier this week about how Jesus often withdrew to solitary places. And I think there's really a difference between active rest and passive rest. So I'm somebody and my husband is somebody who is very stimulated by new things and by variety. And so a lot of times when we take a break after our trimester of doing launches and doing things, producing products, et cetera, we will travel because we like a new backdrop. But as I was thinking about where it says that that Jesus often withdrew to solitary places, I, I thought of how often I've been very blessed and ministered to just to be in nature, to go hiking. And it's it's an active kind of rest but it's there's also something that is very cleansing to the soul to be in the midst of creation to be in god's presence but yet to be there in a solitary way to be there in a quiet way and there's a there's two words at at the end of this verse where it talks about jesus withdrawing it says that that jesus often withdrew to solitary or alone places and prayed and so there's something about that communion of 
being in fellowship with God while you're taking a break that is so very restorative to your spirit and to your soul. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like like we've been saying, it's essential. It's a non-negotiable, this whole resting thing. And it's just about finding kind of practical ways to do it and making that decision to do it. I'll tell you one thing too, because I it's funny, I went to, we love masterminds, we love coaching, we're like big believers in it. And I went to like, probably four business masterminds in a row where my number one challenge in business was personal burnout. Like that was my biggest, biggest challenge. And I think one of the things that led to that, that was really just like, I'm going to make up my mind and make a decision is about enjoying the journey, you know? And that that's, again, that whole work-life balance thing. Like, oh, I've got my work where I like, I really push to hit goals. And then I got my life that I really enjoy. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be integrated that like, we love what we do. Because here's what I've slowly discovered is it's all about the journey. You know, like life is a journey and the journey is the destination, right? The journey itself is the destination. Like, yes, we have like a heavenly reward and we 100% push for that and are motivated by that and like have that ambition, right? Like Paul talked about, like we should have an ambition for our heavenly reward. But this journey, this life, and especially in the context of business, it's not about the destination all the time. Like it's so much about the journey. I remember when I was 16, I think for my 16th birthday, me and my dad climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. And I was excited for it, for the destination to say, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro to get to the top and put my hands in the air and be super excited. And you know what happened is I, we did the five, six days up the mountain and the, the last day where we had a push for the summit, I was miserable. I had altitude sickness. It was overcast. I got to the top and I just wanted to get down. And the, the summit, the destination was the worst part of the whole trip. And I, I was, I had to like process it after the fact, like, what was the point of that? That was not worth it. That was terrible. And it was the journey. You know, it was the five days up the mountain. It was beautiful. It was quality time. It was amazing, the journey. But I didn't have that perspective on the journey. I was just like, it's going to be, I'm going to summit. I'm going to summit Kilimanjaro. I'm going to get to the destination. It's going to be amazing. Then you get there and it's not, right? And how often do we see that happen to people? That they push for decades, right? To conquer an industry, to conquer goals. And they get there and it's like that, you know, it's cool for like two weeks, and then it's like, now what? And then I re then you realize like, oh, I just wasted like 30 years like pushing for some destination that wasn't where it's at. Like where it's at is the journey. So I think, you know, in just having a better perspective on the work that we do can help. Yeah, you know, like it should be fun. Yeah, enjoying the journey for sure. And, you know, we've talked a lot about rest here and kind of pulling back, but I do want to talk a little bit about pacing yourself for the push too, yeah. because if all, if all we do is, is pull back and rest to avoid burnout, then we're going to have a hard time accomplishing the things that God has called us to do. So here's what the scriptures say. The scriptures say is that we should be led by the spirit. And I think that, that God has even created our physical body, something in the DNA of our structure, the way that he's created it, 
is there are sort of ebbs and flows in our energy. Some of us are more energized in the morning, some in the afternoon, some in the evening. He's created the the human framework to sleep as well and to wake up and to do and to do your day. And I think if you if you put it in that context when you think about your race and pacing yourself to win the race because that's the idea is we want to win the race. Um, Paul said, I don't, I don't fight as one beating the air. I don't run aimlessly. I run with purpose in every stride. And so I think that it is wisdom to use these ebbs and flows of energy to get things done. So if you are most creative or you are most productive at a certain time of the day, then clear the space and make that time the time that you focus. There are going to be times in life where you just feel sort of fatigued. And usually that's a symptom of, of burnout. And it's an indication that you do need to rest. But when you're not feeling that, then that's the time to really press in. That's the time to really push to be productive. And so many people waste their productivity, energy on procrastinating. And that's draining. Like it really does take a lot of energy to procrastinate and to worry about the fear of failure or worry about perfecting everything. Oh, it has to be perfect before I do anything. No, it doesn't. That's an illusion. There's no such thing as perfection. We're just going to have to do messy as it is to birth something. And when you think about the natural birth process, it's see, it is. It's not a pretty sight but it's bringing forth life. And so I do want to encourage you and to challenge you is to use those times where you're feeling clear, you're feeling energetic to really press for the project that God has put in your heart. Don't, don't just dream about it. You got to do about it. Can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. You really have to, to do the thing that God has called you to do. If you don't, it's only going to stay a dream and you'll die with your dream. That's the unfortunate truth. Yeah, so true. I love it. Honey, anything to add? Oh, yes. Okay, so this guy on Google, <laughs> I, I I just love this. Um, he said, if you get in a, a place of rust out where you feel like you're stalling and you go to start your engine and it won't quite turn over, he said, the worst thing that you could do in that moment is tackle something big. He said, whatever you do, stay away from some big overwhelming, like, oh, I'm going to have to learn how to edit this week. This is a bad idea, my friend. We are not learning how to edit when we've been in a stage of rust out. He said, what you need to do is quickly find a small task that you can accomplish pretty much reasonably right away. He said, because it will help put you back into a place of momentum. And he said, it releases those endorphins, uh, that feeling of like, I can do this. I can do this. And then he said, then you build on that. He said, so don't, 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 don't try to, you know, eat an elephant one bat one bite at a time. He said, find something small and then tackle it. And I thought that was great advice because I think sometimes when we do get out of momentum in anything in life to get back in, the idea of I picture um like double dutch jump rope. Did you ever did you ever double dutch? Coach Tam, when you were little, I did. I could double dutch, baby. I bet you, you could, Marlon. Okay, but listen, I could not. I I was. Here's what I was good at. I was really 
good at doing the two jump ropes, but I did have to go to like a zone. Okay. I would get in the zone and I was like glazed oh, you, over. You were good at, you were the jump rope spinner. I was the jump rope spinner. And I was very good at that. And I just, I just distinctly remember that being like in sixth grade and my friend Shelly being really good at jumping, but I was not. But I do remember looking at the faces of those friends who were, who were waiting, who were waiting to get in. And it was like each rope was swinging, 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 swinging. And it was like, when do I jump in? When do I jump in? And I just thought, that's how I felt so overwhelmed that I was like, I will not be jumping in. I will just be swinging the ropes. But I thought about how that that's how it can feel too when you're in a state of rust out or a state of stalling that to lean back into that could feel overwhelming. So don't allow don't allow over overwhelm to overtake you, but instead find something small that you can accomplish and check it off the list to get you back into momentum. Jump with one rope. Or yeah, you know, but- I, I had <laughs> No, and I got these. I bought these things. These were these were something that was like an infomercial, and it was handles, but they had little balls on the end. And you did this, and you jumped, so you would never get smacked by the rope. But you had the jump rope motion going, and these little balls are spinning. It was awesome. I love that. Is fantastic. It was a great little gimmick. Oh man, I love it. Edwina, she was really great at double dutch. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Don't allow overwhelm to overtake you. Amen. Yeah, we've got great comments in the live chat here from our members. So let's let's wrap there. I mean, I know we're going to come back to burnout in a few weeks and have more to share about how to banish burnout. But for now, pacing for your race, just be intentional about it. Be intentional about it. Understand the principles like you talked about, Coach Tam, the slingshot principle. We didn't even get into like the Sabbath, right? Like it was a commandment, right? It's part of the process. So you just got to do it. And I think I think we shared some really helpful perspectives today. So love this episode of the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with you guys. We're going to take some questions from our members now. See you guys next week. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting exciting episode.